Great stories, epic songs, Podplays. If you enjoy the new and original music you discover in Podplays, be sure to stream or download these songs anywhere you currently get your music. Simply search the artist name Podplays, and please remember to like, follow, and share with all your friends. Hey, I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you that if you want to be a fly on the wall in conversations you probably wouldn't be able to listen to otherwise, you really need to subscribe to the Marty Ray Project Chats podcast. Marty Ray and Chris Wallen chat with some of the most interesting people in entertainment, from Burt Kreischer and Vanilla to Faison Love, DDP, Dina Carter, Herb Dean. They chat with some really interesting people. This show is like potato chips. I guarantee you, you can't just listen to one. Subscribe, download, rate, and review the Marty Ray Project Chats wherever podcasts are heard. Welcome to the pod play entitled Coming Home. Written by Jenny Hale. Well, look what the cat dragged in. Just like his father and grandfather before him, Otis Percy has worked behind the counter at Percy Five and Dime since before he could see over it. A freestanding clapboard structure nestled against a strip of woods on the main road. It still has the vintage 76 gas pumps outside. Not much has changed in all these years it stood here. Otis knows every nook and cranny of this place, down to the number of cans of Spam on aisle three and the hidden spot out of view of the ceiling mirror where the boys like to steal a kiss from their favorite girls under the pretense of taking them out for a milkshake at the soda fountain in back. But there was one girl. She didn't stick around town long enough for any boy to sneak one in. What's it been, 10 years? Hey, Otis. Eight, actually. Uh, <clears throat> I was looking for Mama. Oh, Lord, child. Let me get a good look at you. You look about six feet taller in those heels. For the last eight years, Mama's been coming in every day at 10 o'clock and sitting at the soda fountain at the back of the five and dime. She talks to anyone who comes in. On account of her husband dying when Charlotte was a baby, we all reckon that little rancher of hers up on the hill, well, it got just a little too quiet when her spitfire of a daughter packed up her big dreams and left for college across the ocean. She stayed on, taking some marketing job at a firm called Gideon Maxwell Creative that Mama doesn't even understand. Charlotte's been back a few times to visit, but she's never stayed very long. That busy life of hers calling her back every time. It's scorching outside. Let's get you a milkshake to cool you off. Otis still has the Oreo one you liked when you were little. Otis, can you get her the cookies and cream milkshake? Oh, no, Mama, I shouldn't. I'm trying to limit sugar. Mama gazes at her daughter with stars in her eyes, like she's in front of some big movie star. And Charlotte definitely looks the part, even though she's clearly tried to tone it down today. All those years ago... She left town in cutoffs and boots, that long brown hair yanked back into a ponytail the way she'd always done it when she'd ridden her favorite horse named Hank. But she's come back looking like one of those magazine models. By the shape of her perfect eyebrows and that high-dollar manicure, it's clear she doesn't live here anymore. I think you got about a 10-pound deficit from the look of that waist. Your body will thank you. And Josie's coming in in just a few minutes. She's bringing Wyatt. You know he'll want some ice cream for sure. He's getting so big. Wait till you see him. Come on, 
Let's get a milkshake. All right. Why don't we grab those seats there at the counter? <laughs> hey there, Cash. Right on time. Hey, why are you looking at me like that? We don't usually import goods this early in the day, but I've got an import you might like. Take a look at the end of the bar. No, I'm not interested. I'll just get my usual coffee. Thanks. You sure? You were awfully interested back in high school. Well, things change. The way Cash is looking at the girl who broke his heart so many years ago, it's pretty obvious that by things change, he means her. She's back in her blue jeans, the ones ripped above the knees. Her hair is summer gold again, just like it used to be. After all the magazines she's been in and she's been on, she's shining down on Main Street like it's right where she belongs, straight out of the country song. She looks like the day that Greyhound pulled away and left me thinking it was sober. Cause me and this town couldn't hold her. She just Never seen somebody drink a cup of coffee and dart out the door so quickly in my life. Cash keeps his own working hours, and he's known to spend a good half an hour chatting with Otis over his morning cup of joe. Since Otis buys fresh produce from the farms in the area, he is very interested in Cash's line of work. You see, Cash has built a model that gives the farmers analytics so they can control the moisture levels in their soil, 
which makes him a hero around these parts. But all that's up in the air. Rumor has it, Cash is making some life changes. And from the way he left just now, it doesn't look like Charlotte is one of them. Which doesn't make any sense to any of us. Everyone's so excited to see you, Charlotte. Otis is going to keep the store open as long as we want to stay. And he's got all the tables and umbrellas up and rocking chairs set up in the back. Mabel's going to be here and Preston. And Johnny's bringing his new wife, Thelma. Everyone's coming. You didn't have to go to so much trouble, Mama. I'd be fine with just the two of us at home. Nonsense. Nothing but the best for my girl. I've got a few surprises up my sleeve tonight. None of us quite knew what to expect when Mama said her daughter was coming home suddenly. Everyone speculated a usual diversion in this town. Charlotte had gotten engaged to some millionaire businessman while she was across the pond, so we all figured she'd come to spread the news about a wedding. Others had mentioned they'd heard Mama on a call once asking her about grandchildren. Well, whatever her news, we're ready. We've rolled up our sleeves and spruced up for Otis hung a string of those round bulb lights above the deck outside. He set up a makeshift dance floor and put out the buffet tables with the white plastic tablecloths. Mama has been blowing up pink balloons all morning for an arch she's making. We prepared one each of all the soda fountain snack options, and everyone in town is bringing a dish. Everyone but Cash. He's remained uncharacteristically absent from the whole ordeal. Oh, if it isn't my favorite cousin! Charlotte, let me set these baked beans down so I can give you a hug. Here, Josie, hand the dish over to me. Otis, can we get this into a warmer? If I close my eyes, I can still see little Charlotte and Josie skipping down the sidewalk outside in their church dresses and their patent leather shoes. The two were inseparable. Josie never seemed to hold it against Charlotte that she had hightailed it out of town with barely even a look in the rear view. But she seemed different after Charlotte was gone like she had lost a part of herself. She used to come into the Five and Dime and talk about her own big plans, but none of them materialized except for Wyatt. With all the ideas Josie had spouted over the years, motherhood seemed to be the one that stuck, and she'd settled into it well. She married her high school boyfriend, Billy Blankenship, and got herself a little two-bedroom bungalow in town. Can I have a milkshake, Mama? I've got this cookies and cream milkshake right here. It's all yours. Well, that's nice of you, Charlotte. Don't drink it all, Wyatt. You'll get a tummy ache. If he does, we've got ginger lozenges on aisle two. Wyatt, let's take your milkshake outside, and you can help your auntie set up the rest of the streamers. I need your big eight-year-old muscles to get the potted plants out of my car. We can help, too. No, no. You're the guest of honor. You sit back and relax. I know you and Josie have some catching up to do. When they were girls, Charlotte and Josie would walk down to the Five and Dime together. They'd come in with their little chest puffed out, feeling real grown up as they slid the coins from their collected chore money onto the counter to get a Coke. And now, here they are, actually grown up. Josie still got a Coke, but hers is diet. And Charlotte has asked for sparkling water. But the best Otis has is the soda water from the fountain behind the counter. So, now that your mom is gone, you want to tell me what this visit is all about? Can't I just come home to see everyone? 
You can, but because you haven't spent a lick of time here since you were in high school, I doubt that's the case. And I know you like the back of my own hand. Even though that makeup of yours is flawless, I can see the unsettled look in your eyes. Tell me, what's going on? Oh, my stars, Charlotte Willis. It has been a while since I've seen you. You're the talk of the town. It's good to see you, Mabel. How's Joe? Can't complain. The good Lord opened our eyes this morning and put breath in our lungs. That's all we can ask for these days. Your mama asked me to come help her set up, but she don't need an old lady like me. Where's Cash when you need him? I don't know. Where is Cash? Anywhere but here, I reckon. He's coming, right? I don't think he was planning to. Well, that's ridiculous. I'm gonna call his mama and make that stubborn boy get his backside over here. He's the only one not coming. He's a grown man. He can do what he wants. And I'm glad he's not coming. This is supposed to be a happy occasion, right? There was a note of uneasiness when Charlotte said that. And we all knew why. Cash has had a thing for Charlotte, and she wasn't oblivious to it. They were best friends, both of them starry-eyed and artistic. Charlotte was always jotting down ideas in her notebook while Cash sketched in his. Once we caught him sketching her while she told him a story, those blue eyes of his looking like they, well, could swallow her right up. Rumor has it that about six months before she left, Cash had planned to tell her he wanted to be more than friends. The jeweler down Main Street had let it slip to some of us that Cash had taken all the savings he had earned plowing the fields at Old Man Ricketts and traded them in for a sparkly ring. But Cash has always been optimistic. Their wedding would have been the biggest event in town. Everyone was talking about what it would be like. We assumed Charlotte never saw that ring because she left him sitting stunned on his mama's porch swing the day she headed for the airport off to college across the pond. After Charlotte left, Cash went back to working on the farm. And when she'd tried to see him on her brief visits home over the years, he was always mysteriously absent, not coming back home until she'd gotten back on the plane. Eventually, she stopped looking for him, and he had rented himself a nice house on a plot of land and went about his life. But I can tell you, he ain't been the same since. Well, he should show his manners and at least stop by for a little while. I guess I'll go out and help your mama, but I plan to sit down during the party and keep off my feet. I brought my knitting. Need any help getting outside? No, thank you, dear. I got it. But I haven't ruled out a phone call to that boy. So, Charlotte, have you seen Cash at all since you've been back? No, which is perfectly fine with me. I stayed in the city last night after flying in. When I got into town, I dropped my bags at Mama's, freshened up, and came straight here. You gonna talk to him now that you've come home for a little while? I don't think Cash wants to see me. I think it's the opposite. I think he wants to see you so badly that he can hardly stand it, but he's afraid if he actually does, it'll hurt too much. It's been a long time, Josie. Yeah, it's been a long time for someone to wait for another person. That's what it seems like he's doing. There's been a few girls after you, but none of them worked out. You were his girl, Charlotte, and his best friend. We've both moved on. 
one of you has. I know he still thinks about you. I can see it on his face whenever someone mentions your name. You left him with a lot of questions and unanswered feelings. You know Hank died a few years ago, right? My favorite horse? Cash got a new filly. He's had her since right after Hank left us. She's white. He named her Princess, the name you'd always wanted for your next horse. How in the world did he remember that? I don't think there's anything about you that Cash forgets. It might be good to give him some closure while you're home. Talk to him. At the very least, you could be friends again. Y'all doing okay? Need anything else? Uh, we're fine. Thanks, Otis. Well, it's about time for everyone to start arriving. We should probably get out back. We all know that if Cash still has a thing for Charlotte, it's a lost cause. She has that fiancé, some big shot named Gavin Harrington back in London. We were all excited to get a glimpse of that four-carat rock swinging around her finger, but she hasn't worn any jewelry today at all. Knowing Charlotte, she doesn't want to make us all uncomfortable. But she probably should have worn it because it was giving people more to talk about as to why she doesn't have it on. And everyone's a buzz because when she and Josie got up to walk out back, Charlotte looked over her shoulder at the front door as if she might catch Cash walking by. At least that's what we all thought. We small-town folks love a scandal. So there's only one thing to do. Yank Cash over here right as soon as we can, get all this out in the open, and offer Charlotte our opinions on what she should do next. Look what I did, Mama. I set all the pots of flowers on the tables. That's great, Wyatt. I am so proud of you. Wyatt's been a big help to me. I've almost gotten everything situated. Good Lord, it's been stifling out here. I need to powder my nose before everyone gets here. Mabel, you need to visit the ladies' room before the party gets going. I can help you up that step to get inside. Ladies, I'm going in with your mama. Daddy! Hey, buddy! Did you miss me? Yes! Here, have a glass of lemonade. Your mama's bought all these drinks. We'd best have some so she can get her money's worth. And it'll cool us down. She wasn't lying. It is hot. I know. Let's get that table over there under the shade before the chairs fill up. So you never answered my question earlier, and there's no one here but us. So tell me, what brings you back? Um, I'm falling apart. What? You'd never allow yourself to fall apart. And the way you've talked about your fiance, Gavin, during our phone calls, he wouldn't let you. Gavin can't help with this. Oh, gosh, don't cry. You'll ruin your makeup. And we only have a few minutes before everyone gets here. You don't have to tell me now. We can talk later. Here, I I've got a tissue in my purse. Hang on. Whatever it is, you've got people around you who love you. I'm sure Gavin is right there for you, and we're all here, too. <laughs> Thank you. Have some of your lemonade and take deep breaths. Oh, my. Look who I found out front. We don't let stragglers in. Cash is definitely no straggler. He didn't want to come on account of not replying to the invite, but he knows we don't care one bit about formalities, do we? You could have heard a pin drop out here. The tension is thicker than a butter knife in cold honey. Cash certainly isn't happy with his mother, who, after hearing about what was going on from Mabel, threatened to drag him to the party by his 28-year-old earlobe if he didn't show his manners and attend. But that only got him so far. 
Charlotte's mother is spotted and pacing out in front of the store. The way Cash's arms are crossed right now, it's clear that his mama brought him here against his will. I need a minute. Where are you going? To the ladies' room. Just as the deck out back was filling with people, Charlotte up and passed Cash like a whirlwind. As she went by, his eyes didn't move from the empty spot at the table where she'd been sitting. And after she'd gone, he swallowed, his shoulders releasing like he'd been holding his breath since he arrived. This party has just gotten interesting. Go talk to her, Cash. Uh, What do you want me to do, Josie? Bust into the ladies' room? You know what I mean. Go get her. The last thing she needs is to feel uncomfortable in her own hometown. That's her doing. Not mine. Look, I know we don't bring up the subject of Charlotte in your presence, but it's pretty darn clear to me that you've been waiting for this moment for a long time. She's here, Cash. Get it all off your chest and tell her whatever it is that's got you so twisted up. She doesn't want to hear what I gotta say. Maybe not, but you'll never know until you tell her. Where is my daughter? We have a party and the guest of honor is MIA. I'll make it easy on her. Miss Willis, if I go... I can almost guarantee she'll materialize. This isn't about you, Cash. You can stay. When Charlotte spoke, Cash wheeled around, pinning his eyes on her, and a hush settled over the townsfolk. If someone had decided to pop popcorn, the small crowd that is assembled outside would have pulled up their chairs and dug in watching the tension between those two. That's right. It's never been about me. You leaving, the years away, not even a call. None of it was about me, so it won't matter if I go. A collective gasp just swam through the party, and Mama looks like she is just beside herself. The music is playing, but not a soul is moving, and Charlotte's face is like a stone. The glisten in her eyes just gave away the hurt that Cash's observation has caused her. God, why do you have to make such a scene, Cash? You said to get it off my chest, but you don't have to worry about me ruining the party. I'm going. Well, you better take some potato salad with you for your mama. You're gonna need it as a peace offering when she finds out about this. All right, all right, let's all enjoy this sunshine. We've got a party going on, and I'm making vanilla milkshakes for everyone on the house. You sure do want to leave. You've been trying to at every turn today. We might as well get it out in the open, Cash. Why are you running from this? The mixture of fire and pain that flashes across Cash's face has everyone on the edge of their rocking chairs. The only person running around here is you. Charlotte, look around. I haven't gone anywhere. I shouldn't have come. I apologize for ruining everybody's day. No. Listen, it was me. I'm sorry to have wrecked your party. Miss Willis, I'm not running, Charlotte. I'm just letting you get on with whatever it is you're doing these days. I'll see y'all. A quiet buzz settles over the crowd. We turned up the music and sent Otis outside with a round of his milkshakes in an attempt to get everyone talking about something other than the fact that those two needed us all to go home so they could air out all their problems. But it looks like today won't be the day because Cash has already gone. Not a sight of him anywhere. This isn't nothing that a little good food won't fix. 
We've got the table set up now with all the dishes y'all brought. Everyone filled their plates before the sun melts everything. We've got lemonade in the corner and Otis is passing out milkshakes. Let's enjoy this glorious day, shall we? Josie, tell me something great to take my mind off this disaster of a homecoming party. Well, this isn't how I'd plan to break the news, but Billy and I are expecting number two. Oh my goodness, that's so exciting. Congratulations, I know you wanted a house full of kids. Yeah, Wyatt's really hoping for a brother, and Billy teases me that he'd like to eventually have enough boys to form his own family baseball team, but we're really just praying for our little one to be healthy. That's all that matters to us. Are you, are you crying? I'm just so happy for you. I'd like to think that's true, but I've known you my whole life, and you've been more emotional today than you've been your entire childhood. Really, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just overwhelmed by everything, and your good news was right on time. It's hard to travel down two roads. There's only so far you can go. Sooner or later you gotta choose The one leaving home or the one back to Right now I keep feeling like I'm somewhere in between Where I'm supposed to be Some friends had babies in their arms They always knew what they Keep searching for myself Can't help but feel like someone else I'm wondering should I worry now Cause I still can't see Where I'm supposed to be Where is always on It's okay to not know where to go And I'll listen for that voice in me To tell me where Where I'm supposed to be We'll return to the pod play Coming Home in 60 seconds. We now return to the pod play Coming Home. Under that polite smile of hers, the way Josie's looking at her cousin with a side eye lets everyone know that she doesn't buy that explanation for a second. Charlotte certainly is emotional. And ever since she's arrived at the Five and Dime, she's walked around like she's afraid to breathe in the air for fear it'd kill her. What Mama doesn't realize is that while we were all there at Charlotte's homecoming, most of the town really just wanted to find out why she'd come home in the first place. Now, if anyone would get it out of her, well, Josie will. Where's your engagement ring? 
It's bean sized. Have y'all set a date yet? Not yet. We've talked about next summer. Let's jump in line and grab a plate of food. I haven't had carbohydrates in a decade, and Mabel's potato salad is calling my name. Hey, you two. I'm a free man. Wyatt's over there helping Mabel untangle her knitting yarn. Excellent. Maybe you could take me out on that dance floor Otis made. That's a dance floor? Yep. Your mama's got a DJ setting up in about an hour, and Otis has stocked the fridge in the back. Stocked the fridge? I'm sure a lot of people will be dancing by sundown. The thing about Percy Five and Dime is that it's backed up to a big old patch of woods that's part of the Percy family's private property. But that wouldn't matter much anyhow because Otis's brother Sheldon is the local sheriff. And chances are that he'll be making his civilian appearance after clocking out for the day. When the badge comes off, he's the same old Sheldon that's always grown up racing cars down the dirt road at the edge of town. And everyone here is just fine with that. Oh, look. Shelly Carter came and she's got her flock with her. Wave to her, Charlotte. She's headed this way. Hey, Charlotte. It is so nice to have you home. You know, I hadn't seen you since high school. You look so great. Thank you. We're all just dying to hear about your wedding plans. Do you have a dress yet? I'll bet it's from a fancy designer or something, isn't it? Yes, I have a dress. Isn't it Vera Wang? We heard it was Vera Wang. Uh, yes. Well, we all think that you should be having your wedding here. It would be so charming. You could do up the steps of the Baptist church with, you know, all kinds of flowers. And Oh, that sounds like a wonderful idea. I was wondering how I was going to get across that big ocean when you know I don't like to fly. And then Josie could be maid of honor and Wyatt could carry the rings. I don't know, Mama. Can we talk about it later? Oh, you're right. We can talk about your fiancé instead. <laughs> uh, he owns some, like, internet company or something, doesn't he? Uh, hang on now, honey. Let me pull up a chair. If it's okay, I'd really rather hear about you, Shelly. What have you been up to since high school? Now, Shelly, well, she's doing her best to dig up as much dirt as possible so she can take it back to everyone at her table. And by that little pout she's just tried to cover up with that sugary smile of hers, she most certainly doesn't want to talk about herself. Because when it comes down to it, selling trunk show home goods and being married to the local carpet cleaner just isn't all that interesting. But she did maintain a certain glow from being able to say she had sat at Charlotte's table because, you know, they are old friends. Uh, not much to tell. Everybody's just doing the same thing we always do, except for Cash. Josie, have you told her the news about Cash yet? What about Cash? Shelly sure does perk up when Charlotte leans forward and becomes suddenly very interested in the conversation. Charlotte's reaction to that innocent mention of cash has done the trick, and Shelley can retreat to her table victorious, having procured a nice little nugget of gossip. Well, after getting that job in the Big Apple, New York City, he has packed up his horse, and he is finally getting out of town. Charlotte, can you help me get some of Wyatt's toys out of the car out front? Sure. The two of them... Stop right in the open front door to the five and dime, and the few stragglers that are inside are all looking over at them through their lashes, wondering if Josie is going to drop the bomb or not. 
What's going on? I can't believe Shelly did that. You're killing me here. Tell me. I think Cash should be the one to tell you. It's his news and not mine. He said I was the only one running. Are you running? I was, but not anymore. You ready to tell me what's going on yet? Is something wrong with Gavin? Gavin's fine. Are you okay? I don't know. If you don't know if you're all right, then that means no, you're not. Let's grab a chair away from everyone over at the bar. I'm not going back to the party until you get whatever it is off your chest. Spill. For starters, I lost my job in London. I'm so sorry. There'll be other jobs though, right? I lost my job because I told my boss that I couldn't do it anymore. Oof, was the job that bad? No, it was a wonderful job. I don't follow. I spent my entire life preparing for a career at a firm like Gideon Maxwell. All of my free time in high school, I was studying to be the top of our class. I went to the best international marketing school in London. And one day, I was putting together a list of questions to get to know my client, and I realized I couldn't answer any of them myself. As I looked around the office, it occurred to me that I didn't even know who I was anymore. My life was spent achieving the next goal instead of learning about myself. You are too hard on yourself. I know who you are. You're a successful, powerful businesswoman who got out of this town and achieved more than any of us could have ever dreamed of. Thank you. But I can't tell you my favorite book, When I Walked Barefoot on the Beach, or The Last Time I've Seen the Sunset. I'm scared that I'm missing out on life. So, what are you gonna do? I wanted to maybe try my hand at interior design again. I was hoping to get to remodel an old home and build a portfolio. That's amazing! I'd arranged to come home for a little bit to recharge my batteries while I was here, to get back to who I was before all this. While I was here, I'd contact a real estate agent and have a look at a property, see if it was still everything I remembered it to be. I didn't tell Mama, but I'd decided to buy the old Watkins farm so I could live in it as a summer house. Yeah, you've always loved that farm. Growing up and then like crazy over the last few months, I dreamed of what it would be like to raise babies in that place, having parties filled with all my loved ones in the old barn, riding horses in the hills like I used to. But my plans seemed to be crumbling right in front of me. I should have guessed that the property would be under contract when I finally got here to view it. I'd heard that it sold, but I know you too well. You've got a plan B, right? Nope. What does Gavin say about all this? He was supportive. He said that I can't be happy until I figure out who I am and what I want from life. What in the world are y'all doing in here? If you didn't notice, there's a whole party going on. The DJ just drove in back there and he's getting all set up. My fault, I asked Charlotte to get Wyatt's toys from the car with me and then we got to talking. Well, y'all can talk on the deck. Let's get back to everybody. I'll grab Wyatt's toys and meet y'all out back. Mama doesn't say anything. But by the uneasy expression on her face, it's clear. She's noticed Cash across the street looking like he's lost something, pacing back and forth, running his hands through his hair. After the scene he had made earlier, he'd surely know better than to come back over. There she is. We've been waiting for you. I'd like to make a toast to the guest of honor. 
Miss Charlotte, come on out here in the middle of everyone. Everyone here tonight is so proud of you for all you've accomplished. It's not a surprise to any of us, though. You've been a light since you were itty-bitty. There's just something that shines brighter about you. And while we're all so glad to see how much you've done, we're the happiest that you've come back home. We love you. Here's to Charlotte. Now let's get this party started. I'm so happy to have you home, baby girl. Thanks, Mama. You and Josie sit down next to me. So you never told me exactly. You can stay as long as you'd like, but how long were you thinking of staying? Until I figure out what to do next. What to do next? When Charlotte tells her Mama what she said to Josie about her job, a mixture of concern and sheer excitement fills Mama's face. And it's clear that while she wants to support her daughter's success, there's a part of her that's hoping Charlotte will give it all up and stay forever. Even if that's just crazy talk. Well, you know your old bedroom's always open. You've got a place to stay as long as you'd like. And I haven't gotten rusty at making your favorite cinnamon toffee pancakes. That sounds incredible, Mama. It is definitely a night to celebrate. And Otis is calling me out on that dance floor. Why don't you and Josie make plans for the weekend? Your mama's happy to have you home. She misses you so much. I feel awful for not coming home sooner. I feel like I've wasted so much time. Maybe it wasn't the right moment. You know, things have a way of lining up for us. The right time sneaks in quietly and settles upon our lives before we even know it's there. It certainly doesn't seem like the right time. I have no job. My plans for renovating my dream house have fallen through, and I have no idea what's next for me. I need to figure it out and get on my own two feet before I can be anything to anyone. But it seems like I can't get my bearings. I never told you, but I got into the business program at the University of Tennessee. Oh my gosh, you did? Yeah, but I didn't tell anyone. I got the acceptance letter a month before I found out I was pregnant with Wyatt. Oh... Wow. You always know how to put things into perspective. I don't know what to try to fix first in my own life. I do. You do? This town isn't big enough for you, Cash, and all y'all's baggage. There's too much between the two of you, and neither of you can keep going on the way you're going. I spent the whole flight to London wondering if I'd made the right choice. Why didn't you ever tell him that? I tried at first. He wouldn't speak to me. Eventually, I just stopped trying. Oh, you know how stubborn he is. Yes, so stubborn he wouldn't even stay today. He's not gonna let his guard down that easily. Or he really doesn't wanna see me. I have a confession to make. When I got into town, I didn't come straight here. I drove past Cash's first. The moving van was out front and the house already looked empty. I didn't want to believe it when Shelley mentioned his new job in New York. There was a part of me that hoped for something. Something like what? Even when I thought he was just my best friend, I could hardly leave him eight years ago. It took everything I had to get on the flight to London. And then, on the last day when he told me how he felt that day on his mama's porch, while I stood there with my bags packed, it rattled me to my core. But Mama had used almost all of her savings on my flight and tuition, and I couldn't let her down. 
I was so angry with him for not telling me sooner. Cash was everything to me, and I wouldn't have gone if I'd known. The pain in his eyes when I left him that day was burned into my memory, and no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't clear it. I missed him so much. That first visit home, I'd nearly sprinted to him, only to find that he'd gone somewhere. I tried a few times to see him after that, and it was pretty clear that he didn't want to see me. I spent the rest of my time in London getting over him. And then when he came in today... How did you feel when you saw him? Like it had only been yesterday that I'd left. The years apart melted away. You need to tell him! I, I can't. We've both got our lives to live. It would be a shame for two people who cared so much about one another to be apart for their whole lives. You left him, Charlotte. It has to be you who comes back to him. Maybe I can just talk to him. But before you do, make absolutely sure about what you want, because I'm not sure he could manage if you left him again. A dark gray afternoon rain cloud is hanging over us, casting a long shadow over the party as if the storm in Charlotte's head has actually materialized. Storms like this often pop up in the summer heat, and even though they're a regular occurrence, everyone seems surprised by them every time. Mama is fluttering around consolidating dishes and covering things up, at the same time plastering a smile across her face in an effort to keep everyone calm and in the party spirit. It's cake time, everyone. Butter Rum Bakery has outdone themselves today. They brought their famous black cocoa cake with whipped espresso cream cheese icing. Otis is slicing it up right now, so go grab a piece. Oh no, y'all go grab your cake quickly and take it inside. Otis, let's start gathering up the table fixing. Anyone who brought a dish, if you could go get it and bring it inside, that would be great. We'll make a food line at the soda fountain. Mama doesn't get her directive out before there is another crack of thunder and the rain begins to sheet down over everyone. The rain pours in at a slant, puddling on the dishes and soaking everything. The DJ scoops up his equipment and throws it in his truck. Ladies are squealing and covering their heads. Mabel is frantically balling up her yarn, and the whole deck is mass chaos. We all try to round up our things and head inside. Heaven 
Charlotte kicks off those heels and gets to work. She's running dishes into the five and dime in her bare feet. As the party moves inside, Otis tries his best to keep order, but it's pandemonium. With nowhere to fit everyone, some people say their goodbyes, take their soggy dishes and head home. The rest of them settle at the few indoor seats and on the stools along the fountain. Mama surveys the situation with her hands on her hips, looking absolutely exhausted. I wish I could have had a better homecoming party for you, Charlotte. I'm so sorry. Look at this mess. Oh, Mama, don't be upset. It's been fun. You don't have to lie. I just wanted the best for my baby girl. Mama, you've given me more than I could ever ask for. Thank you, honey. You know what? Let's not allow a little rain to bother us. Otis, will you turn up the music over the loudspeaker? We've got a party going on. Charlotte grabs her mama's hands and pulls her up from the floor. Otis cranks up the music, and before we all know it, the five and dime is rocking and rolling. No one seems to care all about their rain-soaked hair and damp clothes. We're all kicking off our shoes and dancing around the store. Otis pulls a few bags of chips from the shelf on aisle four and opens them up on the bar. Scooting the wet food out of the way, he gets the ice cream maker going and begins making milkshakes to order. It's at that moment that Mama breaks out in the biggest smile we've seen since before Charlotte left. Charlotte does a twirl, and her sundress goes billowing out around her. Even soaking wet, she looks just stunning. Cash must think so, too, because he's across the street in the pouring rain, staring straight at her through the glass front door. No one else seems to notice. They're all having too much fun. Milkshakes are up, and we managed to save the cake. I've got it all sliced at the end of the bar. Come on, Charlotte. Let's go get some cake. You know what? That sounds amazing. Let's eat cake until we have a sugar hangover. That's my girl. Otis, what are you doing? Moving this snack shelf out of the way to give us a dance floor. Mabel, can you hold these bananas? As soon as that shelf is out of the way, Billy grabs Josie and pulls her into the center of the floor, spinning her around and making her laugh. Before long, the place is full of couples, all dancing together while Mama and Charlotte eat their slices of cake at the end of the bar. We actually managed to save quite a bit of food. Look at it all. It looks like everyone worked hard to make this party something special. It really is more fun than I've had in a long time. I'm so glad. You know, it's so great to have you back. I can't wait to get home, put on our PJs, pop some popcorn, and watch movies till we fall asleep, just like we used to when you were little. 
That sounds amazing. And for breakfast, I got your favorite vanilla bean coffee, and we can make waffles together. I bought fresh blueberries at the farmer's market. You remembered everything. Of course I did. We can have breakfast on the back porch, kick our feet up, and read books until midday if you want. I put a new novel on the bed of your old room. I hope you like it. I wish I'd brought you something. Baby girl, you did. You're all I need. Oh, hi, Shelly. Hey there. I just wanted to say goodbye. We're headed out. It sure has been an interesting night. Thank you for everything. We all knew that Shelly is the mouth of the South. So the disruption has to be pretty darn good to make her stop talking mid-sentence. And good it is. In the empty floor between aisle two and three where everyone is dancing, Charlotte is standing on one side and a very wet cash is standing on the other. We all look out the front display window to see if we can find his mama's car, knowing good and well she's probably forced him to come back and make amends with everyone for leaving the way he did and all. But from what we can tell, and the fact that his old Ford is parked outside, he seems to have come on his own. Now, he's maneuvering through the crowd, and it's pulled all their attention his way as he heads toward Charlotte. Otis just turned the music down a bit so we could all keep dancing and still hear. I ran into a couple people downtown who said the party was over. It's not over. We just moved it inside to get out of the rain. Cash doesn't take his eyes off Charlotte. And Mama's giving him the big once-over, wondering why he looks like a drowned rat. You doing okay? But she doesn't seem nearly as nervous to see him as the last time. She locks her arm in Charlotte's and smiles up at him. Why don't you have some cake and stay a while? Thanks. I think I will. Back in a second. Aren't you worried at all that he's going to make a scene? Not anymore. Why in the world not? Because everything tonight has gone wrong. And you know what? None of it mattered. I'm still happier than I've been in years. I know. It can't get much better, but it can get a whole lot worse. What am I supposed to say to him? And why is he even here? You don't have to say a thing to him. And from the looks of it, he's here for the cake. Look, he's got two pieces on his plate. Josie calls Mama over just as Cash returns to Charlotte with his cake. He offers her a fork. But it's clear that his mind isn't on the confections in his hand. I got you a piece, too. The rain stopped. What do you say we find a spot somewhere out back where we can enjoy it? I already had some. Thanks. We all hang on Cash's movements after she shoots him down. He looks at that plate of cake and then tosses it in the trash can, sending eyebrows up all over the room. We brace ourselves for the moment when he'll finally unload all that he's been holding on to for eight years. But instead, slowly, he reaches for her hand. And mouths go to hanging open when she lets him take it. Listen, I'm sorry I was a jerk earlier. It's fine. No, it's not. It was just hard to see you. I didn't get to tell you earlier that you look real good. You've done well for yourself. I, uh... I heard you got engaged. I'm happy for you. Are you? Of course. I've always wanted whatever makes you happy. And if it meant going off to that fancy school and making a new life, then I'd let you go. 
even across the miles, I didn't care for you any less. You didn't return my calls and emails, and you were never here when I came to visit. I didn't want to hold you back. This town wasn't what you wanted, and letting you get on with your life felt like the best thing I could do. I'm not so sure it was the best thing to do. Why is that? Maybe I was so homesick when I got there, and all I wanted to hear was the voice of my best friend. Maybe I cried myself to sleep that first year and almost came home, but I didn't know if, after leaving you the way I had, you'd want me to come home. Maybe the days turned into weeks and then years, and that voice in my heart was still there, but defeated. It had just stopped crying out. And maybe I missed this life so much that I told my fiancé that I wasn't ready to get married to him. And I didn't know if I'd ever be. Cash stares at her with those piercing blue eyes of his. And the crowd seems to be holding its collective breath as we all wait for him to drop the bomb about that new job he's taken. His face is unreadable as to what he thought of her admission. But the shock was evident. And believe me, we're all just as flabbergasted. Mabel's cup of coffee is tipped precariously, the brown liquid dangerously close to the edge of her cup as she watches along with the rest of us. I finally started listening to my heart again and not letting my family duty to make everyone proud or the responsibility of protecting some ridiculous life goal keep me from where I belong. I missed this, and I wanted to come home. I missed you. I still do. Ooh. It's that moment in the movies where Cash should lean in and sweep Charlotte off her feet, laying a big kiss on her lips to the cheer of the party crowd. But he doesn't do that. He just stands there, holding her hand. You're ruining my plans. You know that? Shelley said something about a new job. Yeah, I'm all moved out. When are you going? Tonight. Tonight? Let's get out of here. I want to show you something. Cash rounds everyone up. We all know exactly what he wants to show Charlotte. The guests are frantically packing up their dishes and preparing for the ride. Otis throws some bags of chips and a few cases of cold ones in the back of his truck, flipping the clothes sign and locking up the five and dime. Then we all get in our cars and follow Cash and Charlotte as they lead the way in his old Ford. Their silhouettes looking just like they did when he had driven her around town all them years ago. He doesn't stop driving till he gets to the Watkins farm. That's when we get out to see what Cash would do next. What are we doing here? Look around. It's your favorite place, right? At least it was. It was all you ever talked about. You had whole notebooks full of drawings about this house. Yes. I still have those notebooks, and even a few new ones. I heard you tried to buy this place. How did you hear that? I haven't told anyone but Josie. I know everyone in town. How in the world did you plan on taking care of this farm? It's so big, and all by yourself? I hadn't gotten that far, to be honest. You'd need someone with extensive knowledge. I know people in this town, too. I could definitely find someone. Got any recommendations? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't matter, because I didn't get the house. Oh, that's a bummer. I know. 
So why did you bring me out here? Just to rub it in that I didn't get it? Would I do that? I don't know. Would you? Come on. You know me better than that. Hey, wait a minute. No one lives here. So what's that white horse doing out in this field? That's Princess. Princess. My horse. What, what are you saying? I'm saying that if you want to come home, we can make that happen. What? Hot dog, I've been waiting for this. Cash, have you been holding out on us? I thought you were moving to New York. Moving, yes, but not out of town. Charlotte, remember those drawings I used to do in high school? For the past three years, I've worked as an illustrator for a publisher in New York. Well, a couple of publishers now. I just got another contract. I've been saving up and I bought the farm. I'd planned to renovate the house and I happen to know a great designer. <laughs> the farmhouse is mighty big to live in all by yourself. Well, I wasn't planning on living there alone for very long, even though I had no idea how to make that happen. I knew that I'd never be happy until I took a chance and showed you exactly how serious I was about spending the rest of my life with you. So one step at a time, I started to build the life I wanted for myself. I didn't know how I'd get you to come home, but I spent many a night praying for it to happen. Cash reaches out for Charlotte and pulls her to him. And we finally have our moment to cheer when Charlotte takes a step in Cash's direction. That's when he puts his hand on her face and draws her in for the sweetest, most anticipated kiss of the summer. We all looked over at the jeweler to see if he knew the whereabouts of that ring that Cash had bought way back when. But he just shrugged. There's only one person who knows where it is. We all hope that one day soon, he'll finally get to finish the plans he started so many years ago. Cheers went up for the couple. We've been rooting for them since the very beginning. But when Cash pulled back, you could have heard a pin drop. I've been waiting eight years to say this. Welcome home. Home? With you? There's nowhere else I want to be. Round up that DJ and y'all grab your plates. We've got a party to finish. Well, we all stood with our plates of food while Cash slipped his key into the lock to open the front door and click on the lights. Otis called the DJ back on his cell phone and we filled that farmhouse kitchen with more food and people than it's seen in well, years. Just like that, our Charlotte was home. And like the wild summer wind, she brought hope to our little town. Because sometimes, even in the darkest moments, all we need is a little faith. Happy to be home, to be here, right where I belong. Happy. Take the good. 
the band There's nothing like the feeling of Getting back to being us After so long gone Kick my shoes off at the door And I'm happy to be home It's more than just a place Can't you see it on my face Shining like a front porch light Happy to be home Where I belong, right where I belong. This has been the Podplay Coming Home, written by Jenny Hale. If you've enjoyed the new and original music you've heard in this Podplay, you can stream or download these songs anywhere, anytime, from wherever you get your music. Or simply visit podplays.com for the songs, more podplays containing more original music, and entertaining bonus content. Search for the free Podplays app in the App Store now. Hey, I just want to take a quick second and tell you that if you want to be a fly on the wall in conversations you probably wouldn't be able to listen to otherwise, you really need to subscribe to the Marty Ray Project Chats podcast. Marty Ray and Chris Wallen chat with some of the most interesting people in entertainment, from Burt Kreischer and Vanilla to Faison Love, DDP, Dina Carter, Herb Dean. They chat with some really interesting people. This show is like potato chips. I guarantee you, you can't just listen to one. Subscribe, download, rate, and review the Marty Ray Project Chats wherever podcasts are heard. Great stories, epic songs. <laughs> Pod plays. If you enjoy the new and original music you discover in Podplays, be sure to stream or download these songs anywhere you currently get your music. Simply search the artist name Podplays, and please remember to like, follow, and share with all your friends.